Interesting, isn't it? Donald Trump's former ambassador to the UN, Nikki Haley, has announced her candidacy for the White House. She's done it in a video she released. She's also a former South Carolina governor. And she says it's time for a new generation of leadership, blaming the Washington establishment for failing the American people. It's quite an impressive video. Let's just, I'll I'll play you just a little bit of it. Have a listen to this. Some people look at America and see vulnerability. The socialist left sees an opportunity to rewrite history. China and Russia are on the march. They all think we can be bullied, kicked around. You should know this about me. I don't put up with bullies. And when you kick back, it hurts them more if you're wearing heels. I'm Nikki Haley, and I'm running for president. Well, it hurts them more if you're wearing heels. So could she become the first female U.S. president? Dr. Keith Souter, our expert on international affairs, the managing director of the Global Directions Think Tank, and the man behind Global Truths, the uh, podcast that's on the listener app. He's on the phone right now. Dr. Keith, good morning to you. Good morning. Wow. Nikki Haley. Is she what America needs and is she what the Republicans need? What can you tell us about her? Well, um, she's certainly a very remarkable woman. So she's um, 50 years old. So one of her arguments is that we've got two stale pale males Mm. competing for the White House. You've got Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Um, Stale pale male is my expression. It's not hers. But she's saying that we need a generational change and we need younger people. And she certainly got the runs on the board. She was the first female governor of South Carolina, which is a fairly conservative American state. Um, And she was the youngest governor in the country. So she's someone who's got a real reputation for being a successful campaigner. Uh, So she would certainly bring a fresh face to the presidential contest. Now, what the way in which American president campaigns operate is that the election is not until November of next year. Mm. So we've got a while to go yet. But the, the um, uh, two political parties need to start arranging who their candidates are going to be. And so you have what we would call a pre-selection process, whereby people get to have a go at running for the nomination of their own party. The way in which uh, it's done is that if you're uh, in the Republican Party, you tend to move out to the right uh, because that way you pick up the diehard members. Mm. But then in the general election, if you are the candidate, you move towards the centre. Now, we will see with Nikki Haley someone who can move around all over the place. Uh, she's a very shrewd operator. Mm. Uh, she comes across as a conservative person, but she's also someone who'd be willing to uh, change some of her principles if, if it could get her elected. Now, I don't think she's going to be successful in this bid. But what is interesting is that um, other candidates on the on the right wing of American politics are saying they don't want to challenge Donald Trump. They're waiting for Donald Trump to say that he's not going to run. Well, he's now said that he will run. Mm-hmm. And so she is now challenging him. Um, but will she split the vote between her and Trump's main rival, Ron DeSantis? Well, that's that's going to be part of the problem. So um, and Trump is very good at playing off all these different um, uh, candidates. You know, we saw that before 
in in the lead up to the 2016 election. And so Trump would like to have, although he wouldn't admit it, but he'd like to have a few other candidates who will then be splitting each other's vote so that he emerges as the last of the people left standing, which he showed us in 2016. If you cast your mind back to 2015, nobody took him seriously as a political candidate. And yet he was the last one left standing at the time of the Republican nomination. So he he would like, I think, deep down, a number of people to come forward, split the votes, and enable him to be the last one standing. He is easily the most popular of the Republican candidates within the Republican Party. His problem is that he's got to appeal to people who are not just Republican voters, but also the undecided, the swinging voters, because they'll be the people who will tip over the vote one way or the other, either for Trump or it may well be it'll be Biden. So it'll be mm. Biden who's uh, um, on the Democrat side. No Democrat candidate has come forward. Uh, the view is that they will not do so until Biden declares uh, that he is uh, not going to run again. But at the moment, all signs are that he will run again. Well, I don't know, because I, 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 last time you and I spoke, I, I read, I, I think it was over the weekend, that Biden was saying to uh, people within his confidence that he was going to seriously think over the next few weeks whether or not age was going to be a barrier for him running for a second term. Yeah, well, if he's up against Donald Trump, you've got two old men. Yeah. <laughs> the problem would be someone like Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis, to, to whom you've already referred, who would be the next generation down. And they can then play on their youthfulness. But remember, that didn't work very well when you had Democrat candidates against Ronald Reagan. He talked about his age as a sign of experience and managed to beat on both occasions Democrat contenders. Do you know what? I look at things like this with the sliding windows concept. Here she is, Nikki Haley. She's born to Indian immigrant parents who originally moved to Canada. But she then they moved and she was born in South Carolina in the United States. Now, had she not been born in the United States, she wouldn't be running for president. No, no, you, you've got to be born in the United States. That's it's right. In the Constitution. But she, yeah. could, she very nearly could have been born in Canada. Yeah, so that's, that's what I'm be saying. Replacing uh, Mr. Trudeau. <laughs> oh, well, she could be, but she's a yeah. fascinating woman. She, oh, yeah. she appears to be very strong, highly intelligent, and literate. And you know what? I I think she's got what it takes. Yeah, and and as I say, she'd also get I think some of the female votes from the middle of America, and that's what you need if you do get the the nomination of your own party. You've got to move towards the centre. And you've got to win up uh, over the people in the middle, the undecideds, etc. And she would certainly pick up the female vote if um, the candidate for the Democrat side is going to be Joe Biden. Yeah. I also read yesterday that uh, polling within the Republican Party has shown that 28% of the Republican voters would vote for Trump even if he ran as an independent. I don't know if that's yeah. true or not, but that's what the polling's saying. Yeah, well, it just shows that this is a remarkable achievement by Donald Trump that he's been able to create this sort of almost cult-like yeah. following. Mm. Dr. Keith Souter is with us, uh, expert on international affairs. Just just quickly, uh, Dr. Keith, last time we spoke, we were talking about the, the uh, balloons and the UFOs and the Pentagon actually now saying that they are uh, admitting that there could be such things as UFOs. And I said to you at the time, I can't believe it. Keith Souter is actually talking about you. <laughs> what, what, any new developments on this? 
No, not at the moment. And um, we're waiting for them to pick up the debris out of the ice and whatever, wherever the, the stuff has fallen down. Because, you know, a lot of us are fascinated. But the whole UFO saga has been around now for, what, th uh, three years now. Um, and the Pentagon has admitted that there are things that they cannot explain. They're being picked up by the cameras yeah. in the noses of the uh, aircraft traveling at high speed. Um, but they, they cannot explain uh, what those unidentified aerial phenomena are actually yeah so yes it's a, it's going to be a continuing saga so i may be obliged to continue talking about uh, ufos into the future uh, i never thought i'd be in that position i, but, I never <laughs> i never thought you would either dr keith Susan. just very quickly um uh the nato uh defense chiefs met recently and the uh one of the main topics of conversation was should nato lend air support to ukraine god can you believe it it's a year down the track now since russia invaded can you see NATO lending air support? Yeah. I, I think if you look at the way in which NATO is being sucked into this quagmire, uh, they they will certainly do so. And it's going to be a very bad year. Um, Putin has now got himself an army of a third of a million extra troops, and they will be put into the battle. Remember the Russian style of fighting, not a new method. It's been around for centuries. It's just to simply use brute force and even though it's going to kill a lot of Russians, um, ultimately the other side runs out of bullets. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so that that's we're going to see a very violent year this year if the war continues. Um, so I'm, I'm very pessimistic, I'm afraid, about what's happening with Ukraine. Right. Well, no, well, you're being realistic, and that's what you are. Dr. Keith Suter, always good to talk. We'll talk soon. Indeed. Thank you.